All right. All right, everybody. Welcome into the FBW Kids podcast episode number four. This week, Kim is not alongside with me. You know, when you have a constant voice problem, sometimes that's a that's a thing that happens. happens. But I've got my buddy Jeff here. How's it going? Alongside me. And man, Jeff, I'm so excited to have you on today because we're going to talk about the importance of preteen ministry today. Just kind of what preteen ministry looks like, because I don't know like how many churches really offer a yeah. preteen ministry yeah, just for sure. on its own thing. And so that was one of the things that actually really I liked when I was interviewing here, that there was something for fifth and sixth grade. So we're going to dive into that world, which is Jeff's world, technically, because yeah. that you are over kind of our preteen area yeah. for fifth and sixth grade. So I'm excited to dive into that. Uh, with you today, but let's start, Jeff, by getting to know you. All right, because yeah, you're do a first it, time guest yeah. on here. So let's see. Let's start off. Just just tell us a little bit about yourself. How long you've been here? Some of your favorite things. Okay. Well, what? first off, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, and so yeah, my name's Jeff. I oversee our preteen uh, ministry, which is fifth and sixth grade here at FBW. And a little bit about me, man. Um, been here since uh, 2018. Um, just started serving um, alongside a couple of my friends uh, back when we had a gym here at the First Baptist Wiley, yes. and it definitely made stuff a little easier. Um, but no, we started serving on Wednesday night. We had gyms, or a gym, and I love sports, and so I don't know what it is about preteen and junior high and high school guys. They just love it whenever a college kid just like dunks yes. on them. Um, and so I fell in love with it. I, I started playing basketball um, with fifth and sixth graders and just absolutely fell in love with sports and just hanging around them because um, they're goofy, man. Preteens are yeah. a lot of fun. And so uh, love to play sports, love to play golf. Um, yeah, man, it's just... Have yeah. a dog named Oakley. Have a dog named Oakley. Yeah, he uh, he keeps me busy for sure. Um, the legend himself. Yeah, he's a goober. He's a goober for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're so glad that, like I said, that you're here talking about this because, you know, preteen ministry is such a, it's a weird time it is. For, for them it in is. their lives because they're not quite old enough to really be super involved with student ministry, but right. yet at the same time, they're, they're a little too old for like the kiddie type stuff yep. in first through fourth grade yeah. ministry. So... You know, finding that that balance is is super crucial to them right now. And so, you know, when you're in and you're in this world all the time. So, what are things that like you do, Jeff, to try to help like guide your preteens during this really important but very weird time yeah. of life? It, it is for sure weird. Um, you know, it's like a hybrid between kids ministry and student ministry. And so, yeah. you try to look at okay, you try to look at like take a couple things from kids ministry and a couple things from student ministry and how can we blend it together for what's best for these preteens. Um, and so, you know, they still want to have fun. They're still not cool enough uh, yet. They're starting to figure out who they are. They're starting to figure out their friend groups. And so you can still play games. And And here's the thing about preteens, man. It's they will follow your lead. So if you get excited yep. about it, they'll follow your lead and you'll, they'll get excited. They'll get excited about just not the the greatest thing like kids like you you can get kids excited about anything um and so they're not too cool yet and so that's what i take from kids ministry aspect is okay we're just going to play this game and if we get excited about it they're going to get excited about it yes Uh, but also what we take from the student ministry side is um 
they're on a level to where they can understand and have deep conversations. Yeah. And so we take a lot of discussion-based stuff from student ministry. And so we, we keep the fun aspects from kids' ministry as far as games, um, keeping it energetic. But then when it's time to get serious and talk about the scriptures and talk about yeah. the real things, we take that from student ministry and have some time for where we can dive into discussions. And so yeah. it's, it's kind of a hybrid between the two. And it's kind of funny what you said earlier is, you know, a lot of churches don't have... Uh, preteen ministry they go straight from kids to to student ministry and it's really hard for that transition time and so i think what we have here is really really great for them uh it also allows them to get in their own space yeah you know um fifth and sixth graders they don't want to be in a room with first graders right and they're not you know old enough to be in a room with sophomores and so kind of having their own space is huge for them Kind of, yes. kind of lets them figure out who they are and kind of spread their wings. So. I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely agree with everything you said, and I like because I, I don't think I've ever thought about it the way that you were describing of like how you're kind of blending, yeah, the two because I think that's something that could help people who don't necessarily have a separate preteen ministry but are ministering to yeah, preteens. For sure. How can we blend that best? for for them. And so I like that you take different elements of both. Yeah. And I really like how you structure your time with them. So go over for people who maybe are listening that are like, man, I really don't understand. Like if I am going to maybe separate them, thinking about separating them, yeah. doing something like that, how do you structure your time with them to make it the most effective? Like on a Wednesday night or something? Yeah, just on a okay. Wednesday yeah, night, yeah, Sunday yeah. morning, their time with you. How do you structure that? So Wednesday night, for example... Um, you know, today, you know, Tim, our junior high minister, says it pretty well. They they have a 15-minute time span yes. of when you have their attention. And so what we try to do on a Wednesday night is we have about an hour, a little over an hour, that we have them. Um, and so what we do is, you know, we start with a game. Obviously, it's, they're excited. Um, we want them to get excited about being at church. And so we start with a game. Most of the time, I try to keep it an all-play game. Um, that yeah. way, everyone's involved. Um Sometimes we play some minute to win at games on stage, um, but that lasts for about five, ten, ten or so minutes. Um, gets them excited about the night, gets them kind of bought in their attention real quick, um, and then right after that we kind of transition into prayer requests. And so after we settle down um, after the game, we talk about prayer requests and really what prayer request is and the whole goal is to for them to understand why we pray. Yeah, um, it's just a conversation between you and God, right? Um, and and here's the funny thing is like we try to help them understand like God already knows everything, mm-hmm. but He still wants you to come to Him, and so just kind of help them understand. But also another thing that prayer requests do is it lets us uh, get to see into their lives. What are they struggling yeah. with? Yeah. What do they need prayer about? Because um, you can go into a room and and play a game and then give a lesson and then dismiss, and you're like, okay, like what are these kids struggling with? And so it opens the floor for them to kind of open up about what's going on in their life. And then, so after the game, prayer requests, we transition into a lesson. And really, it's uh, just a large group lesson, someone on stage giving about a 15-minute um, lesson. And then right after that, we break up into small groups yeah. uh, for about four or five uh, preteens in one group. Um, and then we have about three questions that go along with the lesson. And so what that does is they just heard the lesson. And so it allows them to talk through what they just heard. And so it allows them to kind of process and think about, okay, what did I just listen to? How can I apply it to my life? And it gets them to discuss and open up about what they just learned. Yeah. And then right after that, 
not only that lasts uh, hopefully the whole hour, and if not, um, we just gather back up, and then um, kind of I probably do uh, give one kind of last, like, okay, here's the big takeaway that I want you guys to go uh, this week and apply it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of kind of how we structure is. Yeah. So to break it down, how we structure it is start off with a game, um, then prayer request, lesson, uh, then small group discussions, and then lastly, just end with a big takeaway. No, and so I, it's kind of like yeah. keep it going. So I absolutely love that because that hits to your earlier point about blending. Yeah. Children's ministry, preteen or student ministry together, yeah. because like you said, they can't do what student ministry does, which is sit into a room yep. for like so an hour, th- yep. listen to a thirty-minute sermon. Yep. But you're breaking it up to where that transition for them when they do go to that, it's just okay. We have to add a little bit more time yep. now into it, you know. And prayer request is great too because that's such an awkward time for them to open up and really talk. Like yeah. first through fourth grade, you know, it's so it's super simple. You ask for prayer requests and they say something cute like, all the people in the world yeah. who are hungry or something. <laughs> but like at preteen time, they're not really doing that. They're like, they're really awkward. They're really like kind of yeah. contained. So if you can get them to open up and do that, that's already setting them up for success. Yeah, when for they sure. do go to student ministry to be more vulnerable, to be yeah. more open and honest. And I really, I think that's, you know, absolutely fantastic. So we've we've talked about the structure. We talked about kind of your heart behind it a little bit, but we'll talk. But let's talk about leaders now, because I think okay. you know le- finding leaders, being bringing in leaders is obviously important for every area of ministry. But I feel like preteens sometimes can be a hard group to really find kind of those niche group of leaders because, yeah. like I said, they're not quite kitty. They're not quite students yet. Yeah. So we'll start with you and your background. When you were first starting, you know, before you came in full time, yeah. did you consider being a preteen, like, volunteer at all? Was that something that just kind of fell in your lap? No, it's kind of funny you ask. Um, before I started serving on Wednesday night, I did not like kids at all. Oh, oh Yeah, wow. so any family reunion, family function, sports events, anything, I would steer away from kids. Yeah. Um, especially, like, preteen, junior high and you know, I, I just, I don't know why. I just, I, I didn't know how to interact with them. Yeah. Like, just, they would, we'd just stare at each other. And then it's just like, all right, this is awkward. And so I'm just going to leave. And so I didn't like kids. Um, but then Andrew, one of my buddies said, hey, just come serve. Yeah. And, you know, that's the first thing is, um, well, you know, really kind of the second step in obedience after you follow Jesus. Uh, first step is to get baptized. And then second, use your gifts that God's given you. And so I was like, I don't know what that looks like, but I'll do it. Yeah. And so... Um, we had a gym, like I said earlier, um, and just love sports and kind of started playing basketball. And so, um, just kind of figured out what I liked and that could relate to what they liked. Yes. And so sports playing, playing sports. Um, and so that's kind of how I got into it. And then, um, yeah, that's awesome. And so, yeah. So, and then you obviously came on staff yeah, and, and then yeah. kind of became more involved with the preteen ministry. And so as you start to recruit leaders and stuff, your vision for what it looks like, what are you looking, what qualities are you looking for in a leader for 56, which is our fifth and sixth grade ministry? Yeah, yeah the qualities I look for in a leader, man, is I look for someone who um, just wants to be there and love on kids and are excited yes. to be there. Um, you know, I, you, could, you could teach a leader how to teach a lesson. Um, yes. you can teach it, but what you can't teach a leader is getting excited and wanting to be there. 
yes. you know, their heart behind loving on kids. Um, it's really hard to kind of, you can't really teach it. And so I look for, for parents, really, uh, that are uh, in the ministry um, and really kind of look for uh, the parents that have, you know, kids not in fifth and sixth yet. Um, yes because they're kind of get into it. And then once their kids get up there, they've already been there. But no, I look for leaders that are excited and want to be there and love on kids, play foosball, play air hockey, and just kind of just get in the mess of preteen ministry with me. Um, And so, yeah, that's kind of just what I look for. Where where would you say you find the most success in finding people to come with you? Is it like, is it parents or is it like, oh, single people who just have all that energy, want to come in and do that? I mean, where do you feel like you find the most success in pulling in volunteers from? Um, really, there's kind of two pools. Um, is one kind of where I was, which was a young kind of college student yes. um, that has a lot of free time on their hands. Yes. Um, and so that, uh, just kind of young young adult age, um, and then that's one pool that I try to get people excited for and because you know I look back and think like I went to church camp in a couple summers and I look back and I was like okay I remember looking up to him as a counselor yeah and so I try to pull in some young adults because I don't know kids gravitate towards young adults and so and then also the other one is parents I I try to look at parents and see who okay who has kids in the ministry um, that want to get involved because it's really cool for kids to see their parents serving. Yes. And so uh, we actually talked about that. Uh, we did. Yeah, week. we've been and, reading uh, an awesome book about, talking about, about that. Leaders, yeah. And so um, look for parents that have kids in the ministry. So That's awesome, yeah, because leaders make or break any ministry. So having ones that can plug in, be deeply involved, are always the ones yeah. that you want. But especially during messy times like preteen age, yeah. it's important to find the right ones. because you can't do it without leaders for sure. Exactly. Because this is, like we've talked about multiple times now, this is the transition point. Yep. So like you're either setting them up for success going into student ministry by having awesome leaders for them, gets them excited about continuing to grow yeah. in their faith. Because once they get into high school, they start becoming more independent. And right. so it becomes harder and harder for them to physically invest themselves sometimes if they don't already have that good foundation within them. And so while they, their parents are forcing them to go in a way sometimes, you know, dropping them off, they don't, they can't drive drive themselves. You know, it's important to find those people who are going to pour into them and set them up for success as they go down the road. For sure. And so, another thing, yeah, uh, I just look for leaders that, like like I said, just want to be there and want to pour in because we create events um, once a month that try to get outside of the Sunday morning classroom, get outside of the Wednesday night, um, and just build those relationships with those students yeah. um, and those preteens. And that just goes so much further because I, I still have some kids from the student ministry over that are in sophomores in high school that walk over and be like, oh, man, I miss this place. And yeah. it's just like those relationships that were built really um, builds a foundation of them remembering what preteen yes. ministry was like. And it's so huge that they remember that whenever they go into high school. Uh, and so, yeah. Yes, I'm like, I'm on board with you right now. Now, we did, Jeff, me and you had a milestone last summer. We did. We led, we led a, a team to a camp for preteens, not technically just for preteens, but we headed up our preteen camp. And that was an adventure all in itself. Man, was it. Mostly because I had never really been around most of the preteens before. Yeah. So that was kind of an eye-opening thing for me. But when you were deciding, you know, going into camp, 
you know, obviously people bring in it. You yeah. know, you were using a lot of your volunteers right. already. So that was kind of an easy yeah. thing to grab. But when you were thinking about camp, thinking about what you wanted them to experience at camp, what did you want your preteens to go into camp learning about, you know, pouring it? Like, what did you want them to take away from that camp experience? Man, as I was preparing um, and getting ready to take um, preteens to camp, for the first time, it was my first time leading, and yeah. man, it was it was an adventure for sure. Um, man, j- camp is just special. Um, there's nothing like summer camp, That's and right. so uh, for these preteens, it's their first time. For a lot of them, if not yeah. all of them, it's their first time going to an overnight camp. And so, really, what I want them to get um, whenever they go to camp or whenever they come back from camp is um, man, that's a good question. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's one of those things I think it's important for them during that time to to learn that independence because, yeah. you, like you said, especially coming out of a COVID year, right, they yeah. had no real experience with a yeah. lot of that. They were kind of trapped. Like, it was their first time really being away yeah. from their parents. So that independence boost is the first thing. And I think for a lot of our kids that went on there, I mean, you can probably speak because you're with them more often than I am. I think it was just really important for them to learn like, hey, this is what a quiet time looks like. Having a quiet time every morning. Hey, this is what it's like to be in worship. Because like our fifth and sixth grade now goes to worship with their parents. That's a part of their their thing. So being in a room where, yes, it is kids all worshiping together, they are allowing themselves to be in a friendly worship environment where they learn, hey, this is how we worship. This is how we pay attention. This is how we take notes yeah. for those things. I think those were some of the building blocks that at least I took away that yeah. were really important for those kids to see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, now that you mention it, looking back, I remember the first night, the first two nights, they didn't know how to worship. Yeah. They didn't know what quiet times looked like. And, so, and it's funny, by the end of the week, um, our group was leading, like they yeah. were the first ones to jump out of their seats and go to the stage yeah. and kind of like lead everyone in worship. That's right. And so, yeah, it's funny at the end, uh, at the beginning, like I said, they don't really go to overnight camp. And so at the beginning it was hard. Like they didn't know, um, kind of what to do or anything like that. And then by the end of the week, they didn't want to leave. That's right. Cause camp is special, man. Yeah. Camp is special. It really grabbed a hold of their hearts and that was it something did. really encouraging to see because they were making new friends. They were yep. getting to branch out a little bit yep. and do all those good things. Those are things that, like you said, that make camp special mm-hmm. that you cannot learn from anywhere yeah. and from and, anywhere else. And one thing that we do when we go to camp, um, I love this. Um, I actually got this from Kim. Um, and so what we do is we create these God moment cards. Yes. And so whenever we have our church group time at the end of the day, um, it's like one of the last things that we do at night. Um, we give them a little card and we say, okay, what was your God moment today? Yes. Where did you see God today? Was it in your small group? Was it at track times? Was it in worship? Was it at the pool, um, helping your friend, um, encouraging your friend? Where did you see God today? And so what was really cool was at the end of the week, gathering all of those up and just reading and seeing what preteens and how they experienced God in different yeah. ways. And so that was super encouraging um, and really, really cool. That's awesome. And so, Yeah, that was something that I really loved that they did. And it was so sweet to see 
what little moments yeah they grasped onto during the day that yeah. just really made it for them yeah because there's there's times where us as adults or leaders like we're like we go through the the small things and we're like don't really see God in that moment and then yeah. we look back at a car and like man that kid really encountered God in that moment where we missed it absolutely and so it's really cool now when thinking about camp too because you know there's some places where they take their first through fifth or sixth or maybe yeah. third through fifth and sixth to camp all together as a group. Yeah. How big of a thing is it for you to know that, hey, this is just our fifth and sixth grade going there? Like, they're yeah. not slapped on with, you know, elementary age. And, and, like, some churches, I understand. Like, and I'm not saying it's bad if, if your church combines all of this, you know, no. like, you know, because that's just, if that's all you can do, that's yeah. that's all you can do. But how important did you think it was that we actually got to take these kids to a camp just with that group? They didn't have to worry about other kids coming on or anything like Cause that? Because at the age, you know, 10, 11, 12, um, they're, like I said earlier, they're starting to find out who they are. They're starting to find their identity. Yeah. And so to give them a space and take them away to where it's just them and their age group, um, it's huge for them. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, just kind of figuring out who they are. And so just kind of taking them to a space where it's just them, um, it's really big. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's so. awesome. No, I think, and I think that's an important note for other people to know too. Like maybe you just consider doing things like that, but you yeah. don't just do camp though. Like that's not the big thing we emphasize on. Like you said, you create events throughout, Specifically for, throughout the yeah. year. And so talk about some of like, not maybe those specific events, but what do you try to plan for during the year for your preteens yeah. to help them to stay plugged in, involved? And to continue to grow as a community so together. We, yeah, we try to have one kind of big thing that we push uh, each semester. And so in the fall, uh, what we do is our amazing race, which yes. is um, super fun. Um, and, and what this does is it gets them outside of the Sunday morning classroom um, with their leaders. And what we do is we gather on a Friday night and they split up into their Sunday morning teams. So yeah. fifth grade girls, sixth grade girls, however you have your groups set up. Um, on Sunday morning or however you split them up in your um, discipleship groups. Um, that's their team for Friday night. And so what we do is I create a list, um, a challenge list, kind of like a, a, a scavenger hunt almost. Yes. And I say, all right, you have an hour. Um, go do these challenges. Come back in an hour. You have an hour to do it. Come back at whatever time. And so they go, they have to go do crazy things like um, go get a, a 7-Eleven Slurpee, take a picture, yeah. um, go uh, perform a Disney scene in Walmart. Um, and it just creates those special moments and special memories for yeah. those preteens. And so um, we do that in the fall. And then we have a, uh, a spring retreat that we do uh, in the new year in the spring. And so we just create those special, um, intentional times with just fifth and sixth grade. Obviously we partner with, yes. you know, kids life and, um, do first through sixth grade events, yes. but it's super special that we, and super important that we just create those events just for those fifth and sixth graders. Yes. Um, because it is a time where they're trying to figure out who they are and, and it gives them kind of their own space. Yeah. And like, again, like I want to emphasize, like, we're not just saying like you have to create a fifth and sixth grade ministry. Like, no. cause we understand like, Sometimes you just don't have a the size the size right like or the resources like for, or uh, yeah because like if you're thinking about combining our two areas together you're talking about 150 160 if not kids total yeah if yeah. not 200 combined total kids between first firstly fourth and fifth and sixth yeah. so we just like it's kind of natural for us to but if yeah. you have like a group of 30 or 40 you're probably not going to split those fifth and sixth graders no. up but 
they, this could be a spark point for you to say, okay, well, you know what? We might not split them on the weekends, but we can just create specific things absolutely for them yeah. and still include them in those first through sixth grade events. We do mom-son yep. events. We do dad-daughter events. Yeah. And so it's just a lot of fun, and it's a yeah. lot of ways to create, like you said, those special memories yeah. just for them, but also like those families still know, hey, we're a part of the bigger picture. Yeah here too absolutely I think that's awesome yeah and, and really it just it just works best for us that we split you know your okay. church uh or wherever you're located may not be the best for you to kind of do it that yeah. way but it is super important that you do create those special um moments for just those preteens yes um whether it be a Sunday afternoon or in the summer, just a pool party hangout with, hey, just fifth and sixth grade, just yeah. preteens or just fourth, fifth and sixth grade. Hey, it's just going to be this time for you to kind of hang out with your age group. Um, and so, yeah, however you want to do it, man, it's it's just super important that you do that. I think, yeah, I think that's great. And then kind of as we start to wrap up here, because I know that there is a ton of, you know, children's ministry resources, a oh, ton yeah. of preschool resources. Yep. You know, when it comes to preteens, and you have a book here that I, I know that you brought with you just to maybe pull some points from or something yeah. like that. But, you know, is uh, you know when thinking about resources like this, though, what are the yes. most important resources that you've used in preteen ministry that maybe somebody else could pull from and say, okay, yes, I'm interested in starting my own preteen ministry, or I just need help with yeah. that right now? Like, what resources have you used that have helped you Man, during your time here? A really, really big one that's really helped me and really helped shape this ministry to what it is is this book called Letting Go and Run Beside, The Essentials of Intentional Preaching Ministry by Sean Sweet. And so really it, it talks about really what the mind of a preteen is and how to best minister to them. And so it talks everywhere from... Let me find the... Okay, let me find the chapters. It talks anything from learning to let go and run beside whenever you, you know, learn how to ride a bike. Yeah. You're not doing it for them. You're kind of teaching them. You're coaching them. And so that's what preteens are. Like, they're trying to, they're figuring it on their own. And so instead of just telling them, kind of help guide them. Like, be the guardrails for them. Um, And then another huge thing was questions. Um, Disciple, Disciple through questions was another chapter that was like, man, like, how can I implement that? Because... You can you can go on a Sunday, you can go on a Wednesday, and like you can preach to preteens all day long. Yes, and then they'll walk out, and they may get something. Yeah, but the importance of asking questions of preteens: Hey, what did this? What did this show you about who God is? Yes. Um, how did this? You know, whatever the question is, just ask questions, and it gets them to um, own their faith because that's two things that we want them to do before we, they head off into student ministry: is one, own their faith, and two, share their faith. Yes. And so asking questions is huge, um, and that's yeah, this resource was really, uh, really, really helpful. Um, and so it just taught me a lot of things that I was like, man, we can definitely implement that, and it will definitely help the way we uh, minister to preteens yeah. and help them uh, build their foundation of Christ. That's so. awesome. Well, I hope that this, if you're listening, that this has been an encouraging conversation. Like I said, if you've been considering making a preteen ministry, you know, kind of wondering, hey, what do I do with my fifth and sixth graders? Even just like little things. I hope if you're listening, like this has been an encouraging conversation, you know, to have. And, you know, and always feel free to reach out to us. You know, um, Jeff, you can share your email if you want. Yeah, Um, it's it's, uh, jeffrey at fbw.church. It's J-E-F-F-R-E-Y 
Jonathan at fbw.church. And if you know, reach out any questions at all. I mean, preaching ministry is huge. Um, yeah. And so if you haven't started it, start it because that's one thing is if you miss it, the gap between kids ministry and student ministry is a big need and it's mm. huge. And if we miss it, then because here's the thing is is if they're not following Jesus by the age of 13, they probably never will. Yeah. And so that's why preteen ministry is so yeah. so 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 important. Yes. Well, then on that word, we're going to wrap it up here. So, oh, I got like bumps right now. So thank you guys for listening. And if you're watching along on YouTube, I apologize for last week. Last week, we kind of got goofed up, but it should be on there this week. But please like and subscribe to the channel if you're watching on YouTube. Please like and share and give us a review uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. We are still waiting on Apple. So Apple, if you're listening to this, please we really want to be on your platform at some point. But Spotify, Google Podcasts, please like, share, do whatever you need to do to get the word out. But until next time, we thank you guys so much for listening, and we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you again real soon. See you guys.